cool. Everyone just give me a quick one, two. One, two. Yes, seven, eight, nine, ten. Of course. Peter Piper peeled a lot of, a lot of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are releasing a single with artists from all over the world uh, covering one of the biggest songs of all time and getting airplay on BBC Radio... Should we just put a full... No, no, let me just put Hey, BBC Radio. <laughs> BBC Radio 1. This is... Uh, obviously, my name's Alex. You guys know me. And Michelle's here with us again. Hi. And this week, we're joined by an elusive character. Um, <laughs> someone we've tried to get on the podcast before. Someone that I see probably at least five times a week. But it is your first time on the podcast. Mm. We're joined by Neil the B-Rock Brock. <laughs> That's right. Hello. And how's it going? Yes. It's can going I, well. Can I call I feel like I want to call you Neil the B Rock Johnson. You know, like the Rock the Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'll take it. All right. Yeah. Neil the B Rock. All right, so Neil, first and foremost, what everybody wants to know, how old are you and where are you from? Oh yes. <laughs> um, yeah, let's treat this like a dating <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. I'm I'm from the future and I'm seventy one years old. <laughs> So that's 71 adjusted for future inflation. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's how far in the future Just you to are. get a bit more money from the government. Yeah. We don't <laughs> even age the same from where you're from. Um, so I was obviously referring to you when um, it came to that intro because mm-hmm. you have just released Heal the World, uh, a cover of Heal the World, performed by people from all over the world. And you're calling yourselves the Heal, Heal the World 2020 right as a collective that's right yes Before 32 countries 32 mm. how many countries are in the world let's start with that uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> i think from memory it's between 150 and 200 wow okay yeah. 175 ish okay that's a lot and there's some countries in there that are you know that don't that don't possess wi-fi or technology <laughs> no, <laughs> also, yeah. i was just gonna say that you i discovered a couple name. to be honest through that did you the, the, there were a couple i didn't know where they existed or that they existed so oh wow yeah i, I, I didn't know where um um st vincent uh in the grenadines are you know oh right yeah what it is before but before we get into that more in more depth because obviously that is a brand new fresh release that we'll talk about mm. neil you are a producer, you are a guitarist, mm-hmm. you are a songwriter, Yeah. you are a keys player, Yeah. you are, um, what else a spoon are you? player, you play Plays the spoons, the spoons. Oh, yes. play the kazoo, great, um, <laughs> you, are, you are just an all-round enigma, <laughs> yeah, um, but can you tell, tell us like what you would categorize yourself as the most because i see you as a producer because obviously you what you you have a studio in the same studio that in which i work do you see yourself as a producer or do you see yourself as like a musician in general or what well um, a music producer is quite quite a multifaceted job mm-hmm. a real producer mm-hmm. yeah there's there's uh, there's a lot a lot of people people who just like getting to grips with what it's about or you know or mm-hmm. haven't really had um had a lot of experience or whatever but the the music producers i look up to mm-hmm. you know in my mind they're real producers uh and they just have a lot of qualities okay they're just 
So, so it's not just like being an engineer, is it? I guess not. I guess not. I mean, there, there are lots of examples. Everyone's got their own story and, and their own way that they came into the profession. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, you know, there's 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 a, there's a multitude of examples, and everyone everyone's got their own kind of spin on it. But the bottom line is, I think if you um, um, anyone could label themselves a music music producer, but in my mind, to be able to call yourself that. Uh, you need you need to have a strong background at something, and obviously a lot of talent. So um, when you say it's something, do you mean like a musical, like a, mu- a mu- strong musical background? Yes, I mean you, you either came as a musician or you could have come from a completely different place. Mm. Um, DJs, for example, I'd, I'd, you know when you talk to them, they, their thinking is completely different. Mm. To, to, to be who were brought up as, as musicians uh, from any background, either jazz musicians or, or, or rock musicians or, or, or classically trained musicians. Um, DJs ki- kind of come from a different place that kind of started with a different curiosity. And when they come into production, their spin is completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they sort of, you know, you sort of graduate, you do, you do that shift into something that we call music producer, which is very, very multifaceted. I always like to parallel it to a film director. Yeah. You know, you start with a cert- certain craft, um, let's say you're very technically good with cameras, uh, or you're very technically good with, um, you know, with, with, with art, or even you have... Like script good, writing or something like that. Yeah, script writing, exactly. And to be able to be... A, a, a film director or a music producer I, I find a lot of parallels there you just mm. need to really really be able to, to expand your horizons yeah. um, if you start as a guitar player obviously you'd be, you'd be very good at that and you have a strong ear, ear for that but you need to be able to depart from that and be able to, to listen to, to singers to, to songwriting to lyric writing to, uh, to melodies, to, to engineering, to even, um, you know, in the 1950s, a music producer was different. Yeah. And in 2020, music producer has to be an engineer to mm-hmm. understand mix, for sure. Um, so, yeah, going back to this, the word music producer, to me, really sums up so many things. Mm-hmm. They just keep it with, with that word yeah. and, and, and take it seriously. I've actually had a conversation with someone before where I've talked about the difference between like a film producer and a music producer mm. when someone was asking what a music producer does. And I actually said the same thing and said that the producer is more like the director. So if you had a music producer for an album, he's more like your director yeah. uh, for a film in that it'd be if that producer thinks that this track should have, I don't know, a string section on it, he should, you know, get the the string section prepared or get the or get them in or do 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 it through um whatever means is is most appropriate or whatever whereas so that's what a director would do is like if the director needs this thing to explode over here he has to get the right people to get that thing to explore explode over there or tell a runner to do it or something i suppose Dude, that was an interesting thing that you said though were like you're like if a music producer comes from for example being a guitarist you have to be able to detach from that thing uh, is that i feel like when you're coming into it that has to be one of the hardest things to do because i'm like i'm i'm not a producer but when i'm listening to music when i'm listening back to my own tracks and searching my own things i find it so hard to 
detach from just listening to that vocal and picking out things to do with that vocal as opposed to going around the rest mm. of the track and being like oh actually the guitar needs to go up here or the tr- you know this needs to go down or whatever yeah i can't i can't do that so is that the same when it comes to like be from coming from being a guitarist into into producing did that take a while yeah i mean th- that's exactly the meaning of of you know of of being what we call a music producer, just to understand context, to understand the elements. Mm-hmm. It's only, it's becoming only one element um, and all equally important. Uh, you can say that the vocal is the most important, but is it really, you know? You, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't want to hit mute on anything when you've got the right perfection. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hugely about understanding context and how all the elements work and, and, and yeah, definitely how singers think how musicians think it's it's just an extension of life you can't you can't blag it you become a bit more of a um especially when you get a singer in you become a bit more of a therapist right well, you know, yeah. be- <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> oh, God, yeah. there's 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 a relationship that develops between a vocalist and a producer that is like no other relationship and if it is <laughs> yes. if it is a relationship that is tamed in the right way it is perfection it's like a relationship between a pet and a vet yeah Uh, (laughs) okay okay but like it doesn't take very much at all for that relationship to be completely off Mm. like completely off and it could be the tiniest little thing it could be uh i don't know anything and it it could even be nothing that can be spoken about it could just be a feeling that you get when you're in a room Mm. with somebody and you could just instantly be like okay this is gonna be shit (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, that's the thing. You, you just know who, you know from the word go. Um, I've got uh, Ben now who was involved in the, um, in the um, Heal the World 2020 project. He's, he's, he sang for the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he wants me to, to work on his tunes. Uh, he's a bit of a handful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's mutual requ- respect, there's mutual respect. He, he knows what I've done. I know what he's done. We've been doing it for a long time. Uh, I can pretty much shut him up, you know, and tell him, "Look, you just you're just making life difficult difficult for yourself." You you're in that level of their of their relationship, mm-hmm. um, and if there's there's mutual respect, there's, there has to be an element of trust as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then the 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 relationship's gonna survive; it's not gonna break down. Yeah, um, and you have to have that element. You have you have to work with people that you know cut the mustard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, there's no room for discounts. You know, they when you bring someone to the studio and vice versa. When an artist works with you, some someone who's a bit more established, then then you you have to deliver. Yeah. Uh, um, well, a lot of the time as well, a vocalist or an artist is going to tell you how they want their track to sound, mm-hmm. and then I suppose it's your responsibility for them for, for you to do the same to them. Because if they say, oh, my vocal doesn't sound good here, it needs changing, and it's sort of your fault because you weren't getting the right sort of take out of them or you weren't recording it in in the best way. And I don't even mean just like technically, I mean like, you know, just vibe-wise. Mm-hmm. Then you can't really turn around and go, well, it's you because it was your responsibility to sort that out in the first place. No, you can. You, yeah, you, I, I get what you mean. Don't but get the, me wrong, there's a limit with everything. I was going to say, there's a certain amount of onus that you have to be like, to say to a vocalist, like, you're just, you're just not in the right key. <laughs> <laughs> you're 
<laughs> yeah, know? but that needs to be addressed yeah. prior to the point that where, where I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in me. terms of just like setting a mood and like getting the best out of that person, yeah, there's there's totally like an unspoken thing that happens, and I think you're right, Neil. It definitely comes with like a. I don't know. It, it, it comes with obviously it comes with like a mutual respect because you have to have a mutual respect between two people. Yeah, you have to in order yeah. in order to be able to create that relationship. But I think it goes like I can have a mutual respect for somebody, but still get in the room with them and something doesn't click and something's not right. Yeah, that, Do you know what I mean? That can happen, obviously, um, and you, you have to be prepared for for that sort of situation sometimes. But um, usually when I mean, just to give you this example, now now I'm working with Ben. We've known each other for about four years. He came to my old studio. Mm. Uh, the time we think of working didn't... So I know his context. I know his history. He knows my history. Uh, we worked already on a tune, which came completely randomly. Uh, I've, I've, I don't usually do covers. and all, So that was a very unique one. But we already have the experience of doing that. I know where he's going. Um so it it shouldn't get to a place that you're even blaming people or it shouldn't be like that. No. If if you're experienced enough, you know you you know what you're doing. Uh, then it quite a bit very very early on you you you'd be able to to tell whether it's going to work or not. And if it works, you just go with it to the end. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're definitely more level. experienced in that than I am because you are you are how old again? How old are you again? Yes, seventy one <laughs> next year. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, we we've been in and out of that relationship, you and I, shall. We like, definitely because yeah. we started working together before we were a couple, so we developed a good relationship where it was like we could easily just tell each other, "Don't like it, do like it, love it, hate it," and yeah. then we were a couple. Then we got together as a couple, and that dynamic changed. I, I tried to carry on that dynamic, which wasn't working with the new, with this new oh, thing. Yes. So then that shifted, and then it's coming back around, and it's it's constantly sort of morphing for us, isn't it? It is, bit? yeah. And I I think w- with us as well, I think it has our skill sets both develop as well. Mm. Like at the beginning, you were uh, you very much took the lead because I was very much not in a place where I felt like I could make a better decision than you in something. But then as my confidence grew in what I could achieve then I knew that I could be like I could pull rank a bit a little bit and be like no yeah. actually I want it to sound like this and uh-huh. I think that's when we started having like loggerheads but that's quite a that's quite a unique thing isn't it being able to yeah. work with the same person for however long we've known each other yeah. seven eight years and force a relationship <laughs> <out of it. laughs> oh yes that, that can <laughs> be handful make this work yes. yeah <laughs> whereas I suppose what you're talking about a little bit more as some you know and it's stuff that I do in the studio here is a bit more you know shorter built short a relationship built over a shorter period of time and you have to be quite tactful from the from the get go yeah really. when you got look there's there's artists and there's clients I, I don't have the whole client business as you know yeah um i'm i'm just not into it uh yes i get i get paid for my work um but i don't i don't i don't do it i don't treat it as work mm-hmm. treat them as an artist yeah. You know, some, sometimes I might not, I, I might I might choose not to if the context is right and there's a lot of kind of business-related things and industry-related things that you kind of base your decisions on. Yeah. Um, but the point is that I see them, see them as artists and not as, not as clients. Yeah. That's a uh, really interesting point. Like, there's artists and there's clients. It's old school, that. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, 100%. Mm. First, it's firstly about the music. Just make good music because, by God, it's hard. Yeah. You know? 
make real music, make, don't, don't make compromises. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing, if there's one takeaway to ever the hell is listening. I've no idea who's listening. <laughs> yes. My mom's going to love this. Yes. <laughs> they, they, they have it. Um, I, I, I can imagine that the, 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 the type of people who, who are, who are listening to us mm-hmm. and, you know, they've, they've got their own way to pave in this, in this madness, which is the music industry or, or the art industry. Yeah. And the, 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 the first and the last thing, uh, in my opinion, to take from this is that firstly, it's about the music. Mm-hmm. Firstly, it's about art. Yeah, if you need to starve for a little bit, you know, yeah. if you haven't got money for new shoes. And a lot of people make. I feel like a lot of people make that mistake. And I feel like we probably made that mistake in the very beginning, 100%. where you people concentrate so much on what they want out of their artistry as opposed to focusing on their artistry, on the artistry itself. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's like it's as if they skip over the artistry bit. They go straight to the bit of being like, oh, but I want, this is what I want. Yeah. But you're like, well, in order to get that, you have to do this first. You have to do your groundwork. You have to figure out what you are, and what you you're doing. if you enough time That's true. and you do that groundwork properly, then the later part begins to become just does so much more inconsequential and you yeah. just care about the part that's there. Like I've said this before, you know, we're, we're in a community of people who are all trying to strive and find their way. And as you get a bit older, you realize that not that how different everyone's path is. Mm. And there's certain people, the peers of mine or just people that I, that I know in a, in a similar circle where I look at them and think, OK, it, if you were to call it quits tomorrow, mm. you would probably not be happy with the stuff that you've previously created or you would probably just not listen to it. Mm. Whereas at least one thing that we can say now, well, I'm, don't get me wrong, we were we were those people at one point, we but we can look back in it and go, okay, if it didn't all work out and I quit tomorrow, I would still listen to my I, own fucking music. I yeah, maybe once, twice a year, I would drive my car with my own music blaring and being like, <laughs> yeah. I fucking yes. love this, and I say that because I did it two weeks day. ago. <laughs> um, so you have to be happy with the thing you're making, I suppose. Otherwise, yes. What's the point? You're just making trainers, right? Uh, absolutely. Yes, it's got to be, and you got to keep the level high. Mm. You really got to keep the level high, and, and it's not, and it's not easy because it's a bit of a chicken and egg. Because to keep to keep the level high, you know, you you need your own studio and you need uh, good equipment, and that costs you a lot of money, mm-hmm. as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to. It's 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 a tough one to figure out, uh, but you first and. First and foremost, it's about your, your guiding principle is that it's about the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you haven't made good music, you haven't done your thing, then what have you done? Yeah. yeah Chased something completely different. You haven't done the thing that you were setting out to do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then what, what, what have you done? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, make, making stuff is hard. Not, not even just music. Just making stuff. Mm. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. It's not the same as like, you know, ho- like famine or disease no. or war it's not that no. hard but no. it, well, let's it stay is, in context no I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that so that people don't listen to this and go oh you know all oh, the poor artists yeah, types yeah, yeah. and no, you no, think no. it's really hard you know it's not like that but it's a tough thing to do mm-hmm. and to and it's tough to do it well and i suppose with everything being globalized doing it well is more important than ever because so many more people are doing it mm-hmm. so many more kids want to be creatives than mm-hmm. probably ever and it's probably going to keep growing and growing and growing mm. um so now, I find that there's a thing where people 
want to be celebrated for having just made something in the first place, which in, in what it, part of my personality goes, yeah, that's great. And then the other part of my personality goes, but is it good? And then who can say whether it was good? And what kind of place did that come from? Did it come from a good place or did it come from a place where you were doing it for the wrong reasons? You know, there's all these different things that ebb and flow. And I suppose you just have to know what's right for you. You, you have to. And that's, that's a talent in, talent in its own right. I suppose people actually get to do something meaningful in the real world mm -hmm. are people who one way or another managed to figure it out, even bit by bit, could have taken them a long time. Uh, but eventually, to do your thing and to be respected for it, to be appreciated for it, mm -hmm. on on a professional level, I'm not talking about your aunt. Yeah? <laughs> Damn. Down. But I made it. <laughs> you know? I've got at least no. one of them knows what I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, the aunts are, are, are lovely. And it's nice that, you know, they, they tell me, oh, oh well, that's, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, that's that's so beautiful. I like the girl with a nice voice. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's an uncanny impression. It oh, is it now? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. There, there you have it. Um, but, yeah, but it's different when it comes from. But, but to be respected in in the real professional world, mm. um, and it could be from people you you look up to to, to winning awards. Mm -hmm. um, to to really get to that point, it's 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 dedication. It's and and it's 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 to know your way, and also not to make compromises. Mm -hmm. You know, some yeah. are luckier than others. Some are some are more you know naturally talented than others. Uh, but it's all about focus, uh, and um, maybe it's about um, um, sacrifice as well. You mm -hmm. know, a lot. Everyone, everyone who's made something meaningful has created something meaningful. Uh, no doubt, sacrifice something. You know, mm -hmm. whether whether it's family time, or money, or um, um, could be other paid work. It could be other other Turning paid down work. Paid work to do something that's more. Yeah, well, it could be could be a long time of uncertainty. You know, um, there, yeah. there was there was a sacrifice, there was a compromise, but there was a direction, mm. uh, and that's important. Hey, these, saying, yeah. these words of wisdom really mm -hmm. match up quite well to the fact that. You are in Jesus Christ Superstar, are you not? Oh, well, I, I was, yes. You <laughs> are Jesus Christ Superstar. Am I? Yes. I was playing the, I was playing the lead guitar. Um, I was asked to do it um, a few times. That's very cool. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very strange because my life mostly is, is about uh, producing. I play the odd gig and then I get offered to, to play uh, theatre gigs like this. Mm. When it's, when usually when, when it's rock opera types. Mm. Uh, because otherwise I just get bored uh, <laughs> <laughs> of what like the Wizard of Oz or <laughs> yeah I don't do that I, I'm just not yeah strangely I mean, I'm still you know people say that things happen for a reason I'm yet to discover that reason that people really like me in that world <laughs> <laughs> I, I just um, it's still it's still a, a little bit baffling uh, but they do. My my good good friends uh, are, are are very successful in this world, uh, and they're doing well for themselves. They, they they get paid very very well, but being treated looked after very well. Mm -hmm. And I occasionally kind of jump in and do that for uh, a month or two. Um, and that's a good deal, you know, because people you can absorb yeah. your whole life, can't it? Doing you that get sort of thing. Like oh, tell me about that it. Kind of thing. I've I've turned things down. Yeah, I've turned things down that could have made me 
super rich. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> but, but but that's it. But that's the, the, the compromise. And it takes your whole life up. Takes it takes your whole life. Those guys able to make get paid yeah. music so much. Yes, they do. To do what they, they do. They have to open yeah. companies in order to make sense out of it. Yeah. Um, and yes, that's I was true. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! Because it's too much. It's, it's too much money. You have to, you have to be a, a sole trader or even a limited company. Oh shit! Um, but it all really flows into your pocket, and then you pay just just to pay. There's the whole technicality of it, but mm. uh, yeah, they, they get paid very well. I I was offered to do that uh, a few years ago, and uh, I said no. Then I kicked myself, and then the following week, it's like. Thank goodness I said no. Right. Then the yeah. week after, it's just like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. absolute fucking idiot. Can we swear on this show? Yeah, yeah. yeah great. <laughs> the show's Excellent. called Who the Fuck is Delia? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, just, just to set that one straight. <laughs> so it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? So yeah. It's, yeah. You know, so back and forth. But uh, the bottom line, it was very clear to me yeah. in the long run why I can't do these things regularly. Mm-hmm. I just jump in on them. Um, and uh, That's a great there's deal. yeah, there's all sorts of benefits. I mean, some some of the singers are actually real. Some of them are kind of typical self-indulgent theatre singers, and some, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so I'll, I'd say it. I'd say it every day of the week, you know, At, uh, twice a day. Um, it's, yeah, and some of them are real singers, you know, sing with actual emotion. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yes. There the, you um, go. That, that, that's me uncensored. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting though because there's so many, cause obviously we went to a, like a performing arts school and mm. I've seen a lot of friends come out of that place. A lot of them were actors and gone into musical theatre. And there's always been that thing where I've looked at like the, the, the people who come from the music course and who like followed artistry and mm. seen them perform musical theatre and I've been like, oh, holy shit, like the emotion behind that is insane. But then you watch somebody who's been like trained to perfection mm. in that area. And yeah, there is like a... Uh, it's not, Something I missing. I won't, I won't say soullessness. I won't <laughs> go as far as that, but yeah. just, there's like a little bit of a wall. Yeah, yeah something's when, missing. Yeah, whenever yeah. I see like an, an artist perform it, I'm like, oh, it gives me chills then. Yeah. You listen to it in a completely different way. That's, that's exactly it. That, that kind of sums it up. Yeah. Uh, definitely for me just something really really crucial mm. is missing the, mm. the performance is you, it's almost you can't fault it oh yeah but, but that's then, not the but point then, but then it makes you it doesn't make you feel it just leaves you cold yeah it do. does yeah it does but um, occasionally that's the thing occasionally in this type of gigs you get uh, people who are for my money are real singers you know they actually make you feel something um, and I did actually have a, a few people I worked on um, worked with and, and some some situations who um who come from this background a little bit or partially from this background Mm. uh t t actually got offered a i mean it wasn't a a big paid well i don't mean to diminish what t got offered he got offered a good gig but um like a a christmas show a couple years ago year ago um and it was like really obviously it's really good money but it's solid for two months or something yeah mm. and i know that's that's again it's it's a drop in the ocean compared to what some of these guys do because they do years and years and years yeah. but yeah. he was just like you know what i can't commit that time to something that is kind of what i want to do or kind of what he's like i want to play bass and get paid for it but not like i have no ambition to be in a pit band and he was so. like 
he sounds yeah. like he did exactly what you did. He was so close, wasn't he, yeah. Alex? He was like on the edge. He was about to do it. He was about to commit. And then like just last minute was like, oh, no, nah, yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> and, he, and he didn't. And he did the yeah. same as you. He was like afterwards, he was like, I've got no fucking money. Why did I do that? And uh, then yeah. like flip flop for ages. And obviously looking back, he's like, obviously, I'm glad I made that decision. I did the same thing a couple of weeks ago where... I T sent me this thing. He plays, you know, he sessions for a lot of people, and he like literally this year he got taken off a tour in Europe with Grace Carter because of COVID nineteen, and it was the same company that put that tour on and supply all the musicians. He's like, oh, you should apply for the audition, man. They're doing another one in a couple of weeks. I was like, all right, I'll apply. It's like as long as the application form's easy, I'll apply. And it was, so I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. That tells you already that you weren't in. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, ah, oh, go on in. And then I get an email being like, hey, we'd love to like invite you down for an audition on this day and it and it was like i could have done it but like i'd have had to have moved a couple of things and i just sat there and i was texting t and i spoke to michelle about it as well and i was like i'm not i'm not going i'm not doing it <laughs> like, i don't want to do this like I, I i feel like i have something inside me pulling me to do it because it's music based and what if and all that but i'm like i've barely got the time to do the shit that i want to do i don't want to yes. go and do another thing that i kind of half sort of maybe ish wouldn't mind doing you mm. know so i just jibbed it off and then again I'd, like it wasn't probably not as big as <laughs> big deal because i didn't know what the money was but i was like oh, i shouldn't have done that and then and now yes. i look at it and go oh thank god i didn't fucking do that yeah you know and you'll I mean? never know. The alternative timelines will, will you know, <laughs> tell themselves. Yes, in an alternate universe. Yeah, exactly. There's yes. going to be... Tw- twin Earth. Yeah. Yes. The, the biggest band of 2021 are going to be on tour, and they're going to be doing Glastonbury Pyramid Stage, and they're going to be like, Alex Dopirala could have been our guitarist. <laughs> like that. That's exactly how it's going to pan out. Yes. <laughs> and you've got paid this amount of money. <laughs> well, right, speaking of um, Earth and rewinding back all the way to globalisation... Earth. Yeah, he said it. Twin Earth. Twin Earth. Oh, Twin Earth. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Fair enough. I'm oh, sorry, I've ruined your let's, segue. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, well, you had a little globalisation thing before, and I was going to do then, but then we got we got lost down the tracks. Mm. But, you know, swinging back to this. And also swinging hey, back to that thing. We'll have like, to um, amend your segue. We'll heal it. Okay. We'll heal your segue. Oh. oh, oh yes. Talking about healing. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But like in terms of yeah, right, right, can I have my crowbar back? All right. In <laughs> terms of like building that relationship with someone like we were saying before, how do you do that with thirty six artists from all across the world? <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So tell us about what you've done because this is the reason why we've managed to secure you on the podcast. Yeah. I suppose so because there's there's a bit of context here. Mm. Yeah. Because otherwise it's this artist and that artist, but this one's quite easy to understand. Yeah. Uh, and and you can watch it. Uh, just to give you even more context. Um, so, how did it ho- did it all start? I think um, obviously we, we we had lockdown and people kind of did the whole really cool kind of cute thing about like you know everyone kind of records their thing, let's do a cover and we'll do a split screen screen mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Um, which 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 is great. I mean, it's something that you know we we couldn't have done even ten years ago, let mm-hmm. alone twenty. Uh, so that's great. And I thought, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool idea to do that. But I've always been passionate. I've, I've had very, very strong views, which are even outside music, the ideological, about, about a global society. Very strong views. Uh, could talk about this for hours and days. But <laughs> um, 
it was an opportunity to, um, and I didn't even have that particular Michael Jackson song in mind. I thought, you know, what a great thing if someone asked me to do a project and then I managed to say, well, I'll do it only if we can bring people from around the world because when you see a pandemic, when you see um, the whole issue of race, which to me is just human race, but obviously race means something different mm -hmm. to people, and especially what happened in the United States with, with George Floyd and numerous other examples, which you know when he was famous. So when you have such crises, uh, which are obviously global, uh, race, pandemics, climate change, then uh, the, the the whole notion of a one global society is is just so so obvious. Mm -hmm. uh, we 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 had to 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 solve the coronavirus as a global society. Yeah. Firstly, and then governments, and then the, the, um, uh, localized. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, fine. We're not politicians. We're, we're musicians. But um, I thought that'd be a great thing to do. Uh, and then I was thinking about what the right song would be and then that song just like screams out of you course. know it has to be about the message is so immediate isn't it mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then there were, there were two difficulties the first one it was such a cheesy song well, yeah. just <laughs> such a, it's just like seven sugars in your tea it's just like <laughs> how the hell are you geez, how, how, how are you how are you, you going to contend with that people yeah. dying yeah exactly it's just so um, and I managed to, hopefully, it, I, I had to uncheese it one way or another. And one of the really cool ways to uncheese it is to get, you know, you get a sitar player from India. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you get a bazooki player from Greece. Mm -hmm. And you get a buka player from Egypt. Mm -hmm. And you put all these colors together and you put the guitars in. Mm. And then all of a sudden, all these kind of unique sounds, there's was, was two birds and one stone. Mm. A, you, you, you find really new sounds and that kind of uncheeses it. Uh, and B, you've got people from literally all, all over the world. Yeah. You, you know, you get Middle East and a second later you get um, uh, India and a second later you get Jamaica and a second later you're, you're in Europe with a, mm. with a string quartet or string, uh, yeah, string trio. Um, and then it was the singers. Um, I was thinking, surely I, I'm not going to know that many singers internationally. And <laughs> when, you know, a push came to shove and I, I knew quite a few, I knew at least a dozen. Mm. So, oh, yeah, well, I worked with this one from Thailand and I worked from this one from Luxembourg and this, this one from Cyprus and this one from the USA. Bloody hell, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And whoever I didn't know ended up being friends of friends. Mm -hmm. I had to literally, oh, do you know someone who's from the Philippines? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or T. Yeah. 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 T was was just one of them. Oh yes, I actually know someone from South Korea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's 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 your your South Korea and and Andrea, the violin player, who's uh, done gigs with me. Um, she's got her mate from France playing cello and her other mate from China right. playing viola. Yeah. Um, how how um, how loose is right. the connection? Can it? I realized I'm half Polish and I didn't offer my services. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that wouldn't have cut it. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, they're, they're, all, they're all actually from these countries. Right. At least half of them actually, um, you know, the the guy playing for, for Egypt, he, he lives in Cairo. Right. You know, he, his English wasn't even good. We had to do it like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And you can tell a real Egyptian when he says, you know, people say PLZ, please right. have a listen, you yeah. know. You can tell a real Egyptian when he writes BLZ, like, please listen. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Um, Yes, the um, the uh, the Chinese viola player. She lives in China. Yeah. Um, uh, 
uh, Ben lives here, but he's from Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, but yes, they're, they're all actually from from those countries. What? Um, um, what? You you play guitar in it, right? Yeah, I play guitar. What, what countries did you represent? Yeah, oh. Well, <laughs> I, I represented the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is not okay. <laughs> it's going awfully well. <laughs> yeah, if you look if you look closely in the in the video, I've got I've got the rainbow. That's right, my flag. I see, yeah, I, I did actually see that. But there you go. If so. anybody can pinpoint Neil's accents, then please do write oh, yeah. in. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, good, good good luck and have I, fun. I look forward yeah. to hearing someone who sounds exactly the same as Neil. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, like, I know where he's from. <laughs> 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 and <get inside. laughs> And then he won't tell us either. No, <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah, we, we could do we we could do accents in, in your next show, but yes, mine is definitely unidentifiable. Un, 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 uh, but it's so it came yeah. out on what we're, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, the twenty second of July. Mm-hmm. Came out on was it last on Friday? Saturday. Oh, was it Saturday? Yeah. So it's this this podcast will be going out for us recording it's tomorrow so for you guys listening it's today or mm-hmm. if you're in the future doesn't matter does it no and um it's out there it's on it's on youtube yeah youtube's the, the good one um you've been doing like all sorts of press and blog stuff and marketing pr stuff because yeah there was... people have wanted to talk to you about it so how's the how's the response gone it seems like it's gone well but yeah it's gone it's gone well there's still there's still a couple more that i need to do um, yeah, there was BBC Norfolk, and there was uh, a blog I didn't know about, which is hugely popular. Uh, they got, um, and yeah, they posted it yesterday, um, and I think they're going to post it on the website. So yeah, I think you might be able to find it on Music Crowns as well uh, if you know that blog um, uh, on YouTube or. Just just look for thirty two artists mm-hmm. um, perform heal the world, yeah. um, and uh, yeah. And there's there's another interview on, on BBC London. Really um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's the concept before, and I was well aware of it. That the concept is really what makes it quite unique, mm-hmm. and there is real ideology behind it. Mm. Uh, yeah, there really really is. Did you feel a time pressure to get it out? I did. I did. Well, I mean, I thought it'd take weeks. It, it took weeks and months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I've, I've, I've heard that song yeah. so much, and yeah. I've, I'm not in here every day. You've been working on it. Yes, I've been working a lot. Well, bear in mind, it, it's funny. It's a funny one because, yes, I was a music producer, but, but uh, at the same time, and actually before I was being a music producer, I was... I was effectively a, a film producer the guy who gets on the phone yeah trying to secure all the people <laughs> yeah and, and but kind of does all the, the relationships and obviously as you can imagine people ask you all sorts of questions yeah what is it was expected and how can we do can we can we choose our line and can you put us here can we, so there's, there's a oh, lot of god yeah calls. i didn't even think about that you had yeah. to be like yeah sing this line or do whatever yeah, or. Yeah. There, there was there was an awful lot of it. i was literally had to, had to start from scratch uh, text you know on the Instagram and and email and Facebook and and SMSs and WhatsApps and and and, and SoundCloud and whatever you like. Uh, here, here's what we're doing. Do you want to sing for Belgium? Yeah. You know? Did you tell everybody, uh, more so the singers, to just sing all the way through, and then you picked what you wanted? I th- I thought I'd find some of them did that, mm-hmm. but initially the brief was sing four lines. Okay. 
Yeah, some some I told because some of them I knew and I knew what to expect. Some of them I didn't know at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so and also was prepared for disaster, which which happened a few times. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got all sorts of things. All things the wrong speed, the wrong key, oh, the wrong sample of rate. Course, yeah. Uh, oh God, yeah. You know, so someone singing in the bathroom with 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 a mic like like seventy feet from the from the <laughs> mouth. You know, um, uh, all 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 sorts, and I, I was well prepared for it. Um, and there were a couple of real disasters, um, and um, so yeah, it was all of that relationship to to manage which which is which is unusual because usually you work with one artist when you want to work on a record you work on tracks um, um yeah it, it made it more difficult uh especially at the end just so many vocals yeah to i was watching the video and i was like holy shit i do not envy that man's job putting all these vocals together and then even just looking at the videos like briefing people to like stand in a particular like it's, you know you get a video through for, through and somebody's either out of frame or they filmed it in the wrong like either oh, yeah. landscape or portrait or whatever oh, yeah. or they're like t- too far away from something mm. or it's you know just all kinds of stuff i was like oh my god this must have took so much time but i think it's that's, a lot of breaths to edit out that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i was like sh- that thing of like you know, them them nuances of being like, oh, somebody sung in the bathroom too far away from the mic or whatever. That's the beauty in it, I think, because this kind of thing is not new. Like, this has been done, but normally you find that it's been done by, you know, huge artists who've got these big budgets. Uh-huh. They've got these amazing microphones. They can walk into a recording studio. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it all sounds perfect. But then when you give it to people who, like, are like us and you're like okay go record this there's something so so genuine and so earthy about it that you're like this is actually what it was like during lockdown this is how artists functioned and this is what we did and we didn't have big fucking recording recording studios and we were just being like okay never used logic before but this guy in the uk has told me that i'm gonna sing this song and (laughs) i want to do it so let's learn how to do that do you know what i mean yes and there there were there were a few yeah, who who were definitely in that situation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it worked. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, some somehow we 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 made it work. There mm. was a lot of an, of there was a huge element of we 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 need to make this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the level generally was high. Mm. You know, I I knew most of the people. I knew I knew they 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 could do. It. I knew they're gonna have a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna get something that's that I can work with. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's there's a whole of uh, unexpected element uh, of what are you going to get, and how is it going to sound, and mm. um, but again, I was I was I was I was confident we'll find a way of making it work, and there were a few hairy moments. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one singer who's had to literally three times go back and forth. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be two times. After the second time, like. All right, Neil, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna use every trick in the book that you've learned throughout your your your, your years of, of engineering, right? You're gonna speed it up. You're gonna slow it down. You're gonna pitch it up and down. You're gonna create some some kind of you know some artificial sort of vibrato, yeah, yeah, vortex, yeah. artificial vibratos, melodyne, <laughs> autotune. It's all gonna work. You know, I was on the verge of making it work, and it still wasn't there. So I had to oh, go no. third time. Yeah, stay up until one in the morning until they, they they actually did it oh, shit. Um, it was yeah it was it, it, it was a lot of fun but um it's a scottish for you in it yeah well that was a cheap shot i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's totally yeah. not the point of the whole single no i guess not 
<laughs> so yeah, it was um, it was uh, you know when when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um, Did you have a Scotland? Pardon? Did you have someone from Scotland? Ah. The the next thing now that there's there's quite a bit of buzz about this, we're gonna do an extended version. Oh nice. Sick. So we're gonna have bagpipes for Scotland. Sick. Oh yeah. Nice. We're gonna have uh, didgeridoo for Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have cymbalum for um, Bulgaria. You have throat singers from Mongo- Mon- Mongolia. Oh, wow. Whoa, be sick. You can have the sky's the limit. Yeah, 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 um, of course. You can have gamelans for Indonesia uh, yeah. or even Sudan. How yeah. are you going to fit it into one song? Well, that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm, I'm, there's... Uh, Stick I'm it in your vortex t- that you made. <laughs> 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 no, we're going to take the midday, or even not the midday, the bit between the midday and the last chorus, uh-huh. and stretch, stretch it, it out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To, to turn it into a minute, even two minutes of... Uh, throw throw in a lot of instruments. That's and that'll be nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of doing it. If if the video people and shout out to the video people by the way. Yeah. Alpha Bravo, mm. Josh and Josh and Jay and uh, the Amanda. Mm. Mm. Fabulous work. Yeah. Excellent yeah. work. Um, so yeah, if if um, Josh the video editor is, is game, You're we're gonna, gonna we're gonna do an extended version. Oh, that's and nice. I love it. Yeah, so that's right, good that it's gone that well. Uh, to do I've that, got to, you know, everyone's got to ask the question. You got to ask the question. Mm. Uh, when when you approached people and was like, "We're going to do this song by Michael Jackson," was there anyone who was like, "Oh"? Mm. <laughs> Actually, there was. What's Why? that? Oh yeah, was, my, my my friend from Denmark. Oh really? Oh yeah. fuck! Why? Because it wasn't my favorite Michael Jackson song. Shut up. What other yeah. reason could people possibly what? have for not mm. wanting to do a Michael Jackson song? <laughs> yes, maybe it's to do with uh, the, you know world famous documentaries <laughs> that came out. Um, not because they wanted to do bad. <laughs> yeah, not because they wanted to do bad, and not because they wanted to be dangerous. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so, so someone pushed back. So yeah, my friend from Denmark, who who, who I um, I say my friend, I haven't seen her for many years. She she's um, she's moved back to. to Denmark about five years ago. Right, um, lovely girl. It it it. We we had we had a bit of a debate about it, mm. you know. And that's again, it's that's deep and ideological. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole uh, thing about, uh, for example, uh, just on the tip of the iceberg. There's the thing about Richard Wagner. You know, should you pay the music because he was such a racist and yeah. anti-Semite? Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Michael Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. should you should you play his music? And she said. No, because it's Michael Jackson. I'm not going to participate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's an age-old debate, and it always will be. It, and it always will be. And I suppose both of them are valid. But keyword being age. Yes. Alex. And. <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> so. <laughs> age-old, age-young debate. Oh no. Yes, age-young debate. Um, and I, I think for my money is, you know, she, she's got, she's got a kid now. Is probably a toddler, you know, two or three years ago. Yeah. And what eventually I told her, and I, I believe it, believe in it, said, fine, there's all this evidence that um, uh, MJ did horrible things, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Teach your things, teach your, sorry, teach your kids mm. that these things are horrible mm-hmm. and how to recognize them and how to keep away from them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At the same time, teach your kids the songs because it's going to enrich them and make them better musicians. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the, the, the art versus the artist debate is such a big, big topic. Well, and also yeah, it's, it's that valid. thing of like, it's just, it's a valid thing of saying like the, 
it, it's actually better to just know the full story of of, of what's going on. Like it's mm. for, for example, when the Churchill got when the Churchill statue got torn down, there was that whole fucking uproar about that, and everybody who didn't even fucking know Churchill decided that they loved Churchill all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like you know, and everyone's kicking off about Churchill, and, and Banksy said, "No, what you do is is you you leave the Churchill statue there, but you like knock it over and then put uh, more sculptures of people pulling it down. So it marks a moment in history. So it shows both sides. You know, it doesn't it, it That's doesn't an take away one. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't take that. away the story of Churchill. But it also shows that wasn't ha- for Churchill. Just, just it was for oh, the, it, it was for the one the, in Bristol. Oh, but sorry. it was it was about the whole yeah, yeah the yeah. whole statue so it's like, debate. You don't take the story away from that person, but you also show how the story progressed throughout history, and you don't hide the history of the progression. Mm-hmm. And I think that's similar to what you're saying in the sense of like you can teach them the music, but you can also teach them the person that they were, and you can teach them to to know about that, to understand it, and to make their own decisions and life choices based around it you know yeah well it's it's nuance isn't it yeah and nuance i've i talked to you about this so like probably once a day shell yeah that as i've as as i'm getting older and the world you know and world's moving on Mm. nuance seems to be getting left behind but it seems to be increasing and the amount of nuance is increasing but everyone's going no 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 no, it's it's forget the nuance that's back in 2001 it's It's either this or this but actually the subjects are getting more nuance (laughs) 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 okay that's it we're gonna pick on every word that you say now (laughs) (laughs) turn it to an mj song well i mean come on but if if you are a song if you are a musician a songwriter an artist where in the majority of all conversations somebody can sing one of your fucking songs like you play a part in the history books right yeah (laughs) yeah you know what i mean in every debate Yeah. yeah um just to move away from MJ, I know you love talking about MJ. But I do. I love let's talk about Mr. Portugal on that video. Mr. Portugal? Yeah, what? he is yeah. sick. Where did yeah. you find him? What is oh. Mitchell? Where can I listen to his album? What is Mr. Well. Portugal doing? Well, there's a lot the of things thing about singing. Okay, or? so it's very yeah. So it's very it's very obvious. If 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 you watch the video, the mm-hmm. fifth singer mm-hmm. in is a, a chap, a, a friend of mine. His name is Ricardo. Fo- Ricardo Afonso mm-hmm. or Afonso um, in Portuguese it works in English less so yeah. right. uh, <laughs> Ricardo Afonso okay. yeah. something that probably sound like that yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah um, fantastic guy very down to earth with a big voice yeah. he's got a big voice um, actually I recorded I did a record um, in which he was singing uh, one of the tunes, and that was 10 years ago. Oh, right. Um, and lo and behold, uh, last year I was doing the uh, JCS, was doing Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and Ricardo was one of the lead singers. So, yes, we've done a couple of things. Right. Uh, he's... he's um, He's a great guy, diamond geezer, as we say. <laughs> um, he's serious. He's yeah, great he's, he's serious, um, and he turned me down. Did he? He said, man, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so snowed under coronavirus. Oh, fucking Fucking Ricardo. work, fucking family. I'm like, <laughs> Ricardo. No. I know, I know you're dedicated to your family. You do the video with your kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Kidding, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. He's got his kid in the video. Two birds in one stone. Smash Everyone that. happy. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he um, messaged me a couple of days ago. He said, Neil, you're fucking genius. <laughs> I absolutely, absolutely love it. Oh, it's yeah, good. Yeah, I've, I've shared it on, on my Twitter. But wait till my wife gets 
on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's become a family thing for him. Uh, ble- bless him for that. Yeah. See, calling. I just I got carried away, but when I see Nina, I was like, it's Nina, and I was really happy. And it's Nina. It yeah, is Nina, Nina. and she nails her bit as well. She oh, just yeah. for the context for the listeners. Oh yeah. So we went to university with Nina, and then we Nina Grodal. Yeah. And then yeah. we move to London years later. And Alex randomly gets a job in this studio. And then one day he's walking through the studio and there's Nina. And he comes home and he's like, seen Nina today. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's, Nina had been working with Neil. And we were like, oh, that's yeah, a she's weird. A, she's a wonderful, um, great, great artist from Norway. Uh, Norway. Norway. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she's got great voices. Well. Yeah, she's got a fantastic voice. voice. And actually here she's doing a lot of things that you... You, you need to kind of um, um, listen on headphones. Uh, li- li- listen quite carefully. She's doing a lot of backing vocals. Right. Most of the backing vocals are actually her. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, she's done a lot of extra things, which I kind of uh, put in. And obviously, she's got um, quite a few le- leads. Mm. Shall we? Uh, shall we move on to the, f- the the first section? Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the? Is there any chance you can sound more Ed like Sheeran? Sheeran. What's your plan B? You're going to have a sound, What's Pat going to do when he's finished with the drums? This is what's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums. Mm. I was explaining to Neil earlier, but I'll explain to you, the listener, as if it's your first time listening, even mm-hmm. though it almost certainly isn't. <laughs> Our good friend Jack is a drummer, mm-hmm. very, very good drummer, mm-hmm. has a bachelor's degree in drumming, mm-hmm. drumming in music. <laughs> in music, yeah. in drumming. He's going to he go and do a master's. Like the problem. He's, he's going to do a master's. <laughs> yeah. Um, been on European tours. I think he went on an American tour as well. And his grandparents would always ask his parents, What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Because mm-hmm. um, you just don't get it. No. Nope. And we've had plenty of plenty of these that have been quite insightful, and that a lot of them that you go, oh shit, yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, but has anyone got anything this week? I have a small one, but I'll open it to the floor first. No, go on. You you give us a, a taste of of how it works. Should I what just to get the ball rolling? Yeah. My gripe this week is mastering. Which is a pretty neat one, niche one, <laughs> neat niche. Yeah, you're gonna um, have to do some explaining with this one. You say niche or niche? Niche. No one says niche. American yeah, people odd. say oh. niche, don't they? Yes. It's like clique and click. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what people say clique? Of course. No. Yeah. That's well, there you go. Stupid. You're the other weirdo who says click. <laughs> no. Yeah, a clique is is the is 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 the more the better spoken way of saying it. Oh balls. Oh balls to that. To that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, mastering just being like, how the f- how the fuck do you get your shit loud? Mm. It's doing my head in, and it's such a simple thing. Master engineers are wizards. Master engineers is weird. They're in your vortex. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but. It's really doing my head in at the moment. It's only doing your head in because we were doing a song today that you had to master and you're like, I can't do this. Well, <laughs> it's not It's not that I couldn't do it. It's just that you can't do it. You just. I just feel like a phony every time I go anywhere near the, um, you know, the stereo out. <laughs> every time <laughs> I jump on that, I'm like, oh. And I kind of look at it and it looks at me and it goes, don't touch no, me like no. you touched me last time. And I go, I'm sorry, I don't know any other way of doing it. And I've tried so many different things. And why... Why can't it just be the same every time? Have you tr- have you tried parallel? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pa- the thing. Pa- parallel is is the first 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 key to um, that's that that could be a eureka moment if there are any engineers listening. Maybe I'm just trying not doing parallel. It. I'm just not doing it properly. But but the, the bottom line is you'd never be able to <laughs> unless. You- <laughs> well, I mean, to me, unless unless you. 
unless you're a professional mastering engineer with with professional mastering equipment, you know, how 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 do you're you, not going to do uh, it. You know, how 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 do you dream of being a carpenter if you haven't got a, a hammer and a saw? Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was pretty sure that I think it was T, but it might be someone else told me that they went to a mastering engineer's studio for one of their tracks. I don't maybe it wasn't T, but whoever it was, whatever. He said he was never been more confused in his entire life because he was like, <laughs> he was, you know, when you go into doing something and you're like, I do this. I am a musician. Not only am I a musician, I'm a music producer. So I know about tech and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> so he said he walked into the room and there was not a single computer in the room. And he <laughs> had no it. idea how his song was being played, <laughs> but it was going through all this mastering shit. And he kind of got a thing at the end and he was looking at all this stuff and he was like, more confused because he thought he should know what was going on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It'd be like a, sh- what, a chef walking into a kitchen and there's no cooking utensils. Yeah, that is fucking and then, and then a meal gets put in front of him at the end and he's like, how the fuck did you make that meal? <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that's mad, the fact that there was no computers there. Well, he, there must have been, but he, no, as far no, no, as he was No, no, it's just a very specialist thing. It's he just... was just like, I can't see a computer <laughs> in this room anywhere. And he was like, and all he sent the guy was a WAV file. He didn't give it him on like fucking wax cylinder or anything like that. Wax cylinder. <laughs> sure. So he was just like, how is my audio file going through all this stuff? And he just had no idea what was going on. Mm, mm. I think it was a very expensive master as well. Yeah, good. Well, yeah, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't necessarily have like visible computers. It's, uh, if it's going mainly through, through analog chains, then... Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. So basically, he's just a wizard, and he like goes in the back, does a quick spell, comes out and gives yeah. you gives you a thing. Right? What he does is he knocks you out for a bit. Yeah, gets <laughs> onto the fucking lander, that mastering website. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, runs it through there and gives you a fight. And then you've had this wild dream where all these like cogs were turning and like steam was coming out <laughs> <Yeah>. of stuff, <laughs> and he just gives you this file that he downloaded for fourteen quid. Right, I've actually just thought of one. Gone. <clears throat> And it was based on a post that I seen the other day on Instagram. And apparently there's this big, huge backlash about Britney Spears at the moment. Has anyone seen it? Hashtag free Britney. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, no. Right. So, okay. Apparently Britney's going through a rough time. And we all know that, right? We all know that Britney's been going through a rough time for quite a long time now. But About 20 years. Yeah. What's happened is it's basically been like a little bit of an Amy Winehouse effect in the sen- in a sense that her dad has... Something like her dad has had her committed in a way that he has taken ownership over her, all of her like finances, all of her work. He says where she gets to go, what she gets to do, what she wears, everything. He's got like full ownership over her because right. she is clinically not all together, right? Mm. Is that the, what's written on the, the medical like papers? That. Something like that. Clinically so people altogether. are saying now that like, but actually she she is all together. It's just the fact that she's been so pressurized by like media and everything over the years that she Mm. just like lost it a bit and she went through a period where she lost it where she got divorced and she had the kids and there was so much media attention she couldn't go anywhere and then she shaved her head and it was all a fucking mess right so there's this whole thing now which is like hashtag free britney and it's the fact that she's going to court to have her uh, thingy assessed to see whether her dad still is allowed to take ownership over her entire life or whether she can get Mm. it back right yeah but one thing that I got from this, which I thought was so interesting, and I think has maybe happened to me, but through my, I've, I've done it myself, is that, so there's videos of her when she was a kid singing, and she's got this like deep, gruff, southern drawl accent, and then through going through all like the Mickey Mouse 
era that she went through, she held, no, what was it called? The Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah. Thought, you were, I thought that was just a t- like a phrase. No, for, her, yeah. Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, uh, and there was a few other big famous My ones. Mickey they Mouse. were all in the Mickey Mouse Club together. Oh, right. And that was like the famous club. And yeah. basically because they already had Christina Aguilera in there, who already had that like deep, gruff voice, mm. they needed somebody who had like, they needed somebody who had a different voice basically. So Britney's voice was trained to be like that, hi baby voice kind of voice and because of that yeah and and she you know the way she always sang in that like cutesy high pop voice didn't she it was completely different to like so that's how she got it in the first place so that's so they trained her out of her actual voice so what that did is over the years that is like destroyed her muscles and her vocal cords because she's like she's not singing in like her true yeah. place mm. she's putting on a voice basically the whole time she's been singing and because of that it's ruined her voice meaning that she she's like her range has been completely diminished so that when she goes on and plays live she has to lip sync everything because she can't fucking sing any of it which you're like well that makes perfect sense but then she gets the piss took out out of her for lip syncing and she gets right this, for is that. A, this is a very long way around to what I think, where i think you're going but then i thought to myself <laughs> the other day i listened to like tracks of me from years ago and my voice is so different mm. and over the years i've definitely changed it massively and now i'm really worried and being like oh what if i what if that wasn't like what if this is not my true singing voice have you changed it because it feels better no were you how do you know you weren't pretending before because i because i didn't know any better so i'm assuming that i would I just, just wind you up just for the sake of it <laughs> <laughs> no and i think I, I don't oh, that actually makes sense to me. I don't sing yeah. now because it feels better. I sing now because it's. I sing the way I do now because to me it sounds better, and I like the way it sounds in my tracks. And everyone says, "Got it's got that like, like get that like angelic feel mm. to it." But I'm like, "Oh shit! Am I like? Am I going to cause some damage in the future?" Mm. But you you study your you study music for three years and learn how to use your voice. And, and I had nodules twice while I was doing it. Yeah, but surely you can call upon that experience. To yeah, maybe. Look after it. Yeah. I probably can. I definitely don't, but I probably can. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that that was my one for today. I thought that was really interesting when I was reading about Britney. Poor Britney, though. You know? Yeah. You seen that video of her dancing? No. It's kind of weird. What? She got loads of videos of her dancing? No, it's just like a video of her dancing in a house from like a couple (laughs) of weeks ago. It's really weird. Have you seen the video of when she was a kid and she's singing in that talent competition? No. Mad. A voice, a voice is like a different, completely different voice. All right, not like Barry White. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that. Like Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we went through a few of yours, Neil, before when we were talking about the other world. But if you've got anything else to add, or do you want to leave it with, you know, what you've I think you're said. quite good at it. What yeah. you've already said. All right, yeah. that's cool. I feel like we went through <laughs> a few with your whole nightmare of trying to get together your track. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on to the last section. Indeedy. E, oh my god, who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? All right, cool. This is our recommendation section. Um, and this this used to just be recommending music. However, now it's recommending arts of any kind. Um, it is. It could even be photographers' accounts to follow or um, and a, a, a fine artist of fact to, to check out, a TV series, a film, anything, a book. Would anyone like to go first and recommend anything? Obviously, it's a given that you should go and listen to Heal the World by Heal the World 2020. Well, by Michael Jackson, performed by Heal the World 2020. Yeah. Yes. Cool. We'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. Um, um, 
Yeah, I've got one. Go on. So this is an artist that I came across whilst I was listening to another podcast called The Witch Wave. And she had um she had an artist on there who is also a witch, but she's also she's she is a black musician and she's done loads for the whole BLM movement recently. Uh-huh. Um and I listened to her stuff and I was like, all right, you're really cool. And her name is Brooklyn. Brooklyn's spelt with two N's at the end. And on Instagram, she comes under Brooklyn Music. Um, but she, I, I don't know whether this was recently or a while back. She, she got, she's got like this really lovely story about how when she first got signed, she would like, she, she had like huge battles with her, um, who signed you? label with a label because like she would you know she would go out wearing like a pentagram and things like that and the labels would be like oh we we can't do that you know so she had to like really struggle with who she was and things like that and the artist that she was but then um later on she's kind of she she's found it in in a very nice way and she created a piece of art which is it's like you may have seen it it's like lots of hands in like there's like five hands in a circle and they're all holding each other's wrists and they're all yeah. different different colored hands yeah. and it's like it, and then she had she she did that piece of art put it online and hashtagged it um which is against which is against white supremacy and it just like blew off on the internet and now it's all on all over t-shirts and things like that so she's she's quite big in like the witching world but i think she's just a good person She's a great she's a great musician to go and listen to and she's a producer as well. She does lots of stuff and, and music's really good. But I think she's just a good person to go follow on social media for this time because yeah. she's doing a lot of interesting, cool stuff. Sick. So that's Brooklyn Music. Brooklyn, Brooklyn with two music ends. On, on Instagram. I think she's just called Brooklyn, but yeah, on Instagram it's Brooklyn Music. Cool. Anything else? Mm-hmm. All right. Links to all these will be in the show notes. Um, Neil, do you want to recommend anything to our lovely listenership? Or do you want me? I can go if you want to... If you want to ponder over it for a couple of minutes i can ponder it for a couple of minutes yeah yeah you, you go i'll <laughs> right, try sick. and think of something good i got a couple of random ones which aren't the best but uh i'm going to explain myself so first of all jesse reyes's album that came out this year oh yeah um what's it called again before love came to killers you're working out to that yesterday yeah we put it on in the background while we were working out and uh it was okay it wasn't like whoa no. However, what I will say is that I'm looking forward to listening to it properly with like headphones on yeah. when I'm not like in the middle of doing something because a squat. She's so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's so unique as a character. She's still probably even though we saw her in a not very good uh context, one of the best artists I've ever seen perform live. Uh, yeah, totally. And and it was one of the worst gigs that I've seen someone at, you know, it's a middle yeah. of the day at a festival on a main stage and no one gives a shit. And it wasn't even that, it was the artist before her had already put her down before she yeah. came out on stage, which makes me feel like it was, that's why it was such a good performance because she was like, fuck Perhaps, you. But also it was just her and a DJ and when she came out with just the DJ, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this is going to be rubbish. And then she killed it and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we didn't need a band because no. we had just her. So anyway, she's amazing. And I think what she does is in that area of the industry, this kind of like R&B, neo-soul, virgin on trap here and there virgin on hip-hop here and there and you know there's a lot of artists it's a, that's a massive genre at the moment mm-hmm. and i think she just because she is so unique and she's so different i'm i want to give that album another go because it does have that inflection on it you know a little bit trappy with all, like all the trap hats and everything you can hear it and it's a little bit like generic here and there from what i heard but her doing that 
I would rather listen to her doing that than anyone anyone else. else. So I want to give it more of a go. And also, because of the context that you have from Gatekeepers... I'm I'm very aware that I want to okay. support her as an artist because she's made choices that may have been to the detriment of her artistry, mm-hmm. um, but was was you know the choice that she she wants well, to make in her heart. So know, I'm like, if, well. you know, she's if there is a chance there that your artistry is is being affected by that situation, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I support you and other people support you because of yeah. that. And the way that she performs vocally is really impressive and pulls you in. The second thing I'm going to recommend, again, is random. But if you've got Apple TV+, Plus, Tom Hanks' new film, Greyhound, is out. And Shell and I put it on the other night. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this out. It looks like a big old CGI fest. And I'm pretty sure Sony was were going to release it in cinemas. Um, well, I, was, I was pretty sure they were going to be releasing it in cinemas. We didn't know who Apple had bought it off and we found out it was Sony. Mm-hmm. But Tom Hanks wrote the screenplay based mm-hmm. off, you know, off a book which makes a lot of sense when you see the film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a big CGI fest. There's too much going on. It's a mid-budget film, so they couldn't have done it properly, like, you know, Chris Nolan with Dunkirk or whatever. But we put it on as, like, background, not background fodder, but, like, an easy Friday night film, didn't we, with dinner and, like, oh, we'll just, like, mong out to this, you know, action-y film. And actually... We were both on the edge of our seats. But it was also perfect for what it was. It was, yeah. Um, I remember talking to my sister's boyfriend once about... Uh, a Friday night film and he was like I put on John Wick and it was just perfect mm. and like if you get those films right and you watch them in the right context they're really good they just na- and Greyhound's one of them it just nails it for you yeah yes it's ridiculous yes mm, it no yeah. come on it's ridiculous it is ridiculous but there's so there's some set pieces and there's some things I keep saying this that they do so well and like yeah. really got me like the there's this is not a spoiler at all but the sub that the, the, they're obviously fighting against German subs and when U-boats where you yeah U-boats and when the U-boats come on screen the music yeah the way is done so it is... haunting and amazing and yeah they make it they make them out to be sort of monsters don't they yeah. from the from the sea which is really really cool some of it is totally ridiculous oh, yeah, of course. like there's a missile that scrapes the underside of the boat. And I'm caught me he's like, yeah, maybe, but also, no. You <laughs> know, it could, it could. But it doesn't matter because it was fun. It was, it was and fun. It, and it was that, you know, if you don't go into it expecting to, you know, um, <laughs> find yourself. I've... But it's on Apple TV Plus, And if you got it, and if you've probably got it, if you bought an Apple product in the last few years. I think if year, that was maybe. given a Christopher Nolan budget and it was done without CGI, it would be insane. Yes, it would be insane to give someone that budget to do that film. No, it would be good. <laughs> no, you just Almost. keep it what it is. What it is is fine. Don't anyway, go on. Do too much. What's your next one? That's it. I'm oh, done. is that it? Jesse okay. Reyes' uh, debut album. And um, I think it's a debut album. I think everything before it was an EP. Mm-hmm. And Greyhound featuring Tom Hanks. Yeah, Great. you're up. Nice. Yes. Don't say heal the world. We know. Uh, no, I'm definitely not going to say that. No, I'm, I'm not. The Michael Jackson invasion. No, 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 thank you. Um, yeah, a couple of cool things. I, I always listen to things currently when when I'm working on things, yeah. and, and there's there's a fairly new artist, and her name is Olivia Dean. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, I've seen her so far. Sounds yeah. I wanted to get her on the podcast. She's incredible. She is, she is fantastic. Very very young. She she's got a really young, fresh voice. Really young fresh voice in terms of songwriting as well right uh yeah i mean just found it randomly and it just like connected to to, to other work i do with um um 
uh, another artist of mine, Sophia, uh, and it just like it was just so I just love it so much. I was listening to these tracks mm. nonstop. So Sick. Uh, yeah, lo- look her up on Spotify. Yeah. Another thing, I had to look up the spelling, and it's really quite hard to pronounce. Um, it's music, but it's a lot of theory. Um, his name is um, his name is Georgi Mikadze, uh, and maybe you can figure out the spelling later. And the record's called Georgian Microjam. All right, cool. It's about microtones, but it isn't. It's Whoa. it's basically you listen to it, um, and hopefully there's there's a few music like proper music buffs listening. Um, anyone who'd listen to it, it sounds like real tunes. But wrong. It's just like completely out of tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like the band did not tune up and they went up to, to play whole record. Whoa. And that's the genius of it. Uh, look for it. It's called Georgian Micro Jams uh, on Spotify. Uh, blows you away. It came out something like four months ago, uh, maybe five months ago in February. Um, he actually turns out to be a friend of a friend. That's that's kind of how I bumped across, um, come across him. Yeah. Uh, Totally, totally, totally blew me away. Uh, it's about microtones. It's, there's something called um, Zen harmonic music, yeah. mm-hmm. which means it, it is harmonic, but it's it's based on fractions rather than the twelve tone system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even if you're not a music buff like that, just listen to it because it will blow you away. It doesn't sound like anything you heard before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. I reckon is where music's going to start going. Well, if you can. People have definitely got to start pulling apart these 12 notes at some point. Well, if yeah, you could I mean, do that. I mean, a lot of it has been done already yeah. for the past 100 years. Well, it's just yeah. never but been popular, has it? And, no. And, and just sounds you can not get, right. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's, there's people like Arnold Schoenberg who's been writing, who's, who's been talking about the 12-tone system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was microtones and there, there was there was something called fractalism. and Whoa, and there's, fractalism. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's the fractal approach that you basically, why do you need 12, why do you need 12 intervals when you can take a semitone and... It, it it basically tells you that there's a tonal system and then there's a twelve tone system, but it takes a step further and says, "Well, what if we take one semitone and just micro split it, mm-hmm. and then take that split and split it even further mm-hmm. and just make a, a whole composition brace based in between on, one in between, semitone? Based, based that is on, fucking cool. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, you 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 get it's it's an incredible inspiration. I imagine for composers. it all sounds yeah. like the same note." Not exactly. Yeah, no, you get you get a, a lot. Thing. You you get a lot. Uh, it's incredible how how free you actually are. How much freedom you have to, to explore it. Is it is it pleasing to the ear? <laughs> Probably maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. No, no, not to not to the general folk. For, uh, yeah. for people so who for people who aren't musicians, mm-hmm. just to give them a bit of context, which this is a very sort of layman um, comparison, but. So you know when you listen to like Indian singers and they and a lot of sitar players as well I suppose and they have like quarter tones in their music don't they and that's what gives it that kind of strange like I, I mean I can't do it because I'm just not I don't have a voice for it but it's if you listen to that sort of music if you think of that kind of Bangra style and those kind of vocalists that's what um that's sort of what we mean in the probably the, in the most accessible way to explain it without 
going and checking out. Well, I think that the easiest way that someone who, uh, Neil recommended. someone described it to me was um, imagine watching a double bassist. Everybody knows a double bass, mm-hmm. and a double bass doesn't have any frets which yes. are like the little silver things that run across the board yes. so imagine like putting your finger on the top of a double bass and running it all the way down it would just sound like one continuous note but like gradually moving up so then you're moving through the notes but then mm-hmm. in between all those notes it's like there are different notes in between them and if you chop them all up like you will get into them all a little mm. bit further Jacob, somebody like. I think the rise of Jacob Collier is helping as well. He's getting very big and he's got like a big TikTok account and a big Patreon account, a big mm. YouTube account. So he's he's making it more accessible, I suppose, for younger people. Yeah. Uh, but Jacob Collier does a lot of that and he'll like purposefully detune his piano bass notes like a couple of cents because it, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. But he does it all and, you know, he talks you through it all and stuff. It's, it's very interesting. There's, there's real theory to it. There's very, uh, there's actually real theory to it, which you could talk about for hours and days. Yeah. Well, um, just to finish this off, mm. because we'll, you know, I feel like we've taken up enough of your time, Neil. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I think this is a an outlook on life, and I'm not sure what outlook it means you have. But are you, you a sharps or flats kind of guy? Oh, sharps always. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wild. And what about even for E flat? Uh, is that always D sharp for you? Well, it's not the same thing. Ah, the, he's that kind of guy. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. Actually, that's exactly what, what the kind of stuff Jacob Collier is digging at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a, a, um, an, e, an E flat on a C minor... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to like me for this at all. <laughs> okay. An E flat on a C minor is sharper than an E flat on an F dominant. Right, okay. It's not the same note. So if you go a C minor and you spell out the third, it's actually sharper than an absolute third. But if you spell the seventh dominant on an F dominant chord, the seventh is actually flatter than an absolute flat twelfth. Right, and it's, that's based on the and that's on the no, that's that's based on what we call the harmonic series. Right. So if you look at the harmonic series and the, it's getting very technical, but basically. I think it's the fifth. It's not exactly a seventh. It's just a little bit flatter. So um, it's not the same note. That's the thing. So 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 so. So you're a both. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm a both. Now, that's my short answer. Of course you are. Yeah, of course so you are. For anybody <laughs> who's like, you. for anybody who's listening, they're like, oh, I've tuned out. I don't know what they're talking about. Rest assured that I don't know either. <laughs> and but I know that there's one listener, Ben Glavin, as you mentioned, who will be one very week, interested. Ben. Yeah, one a week. Who will be very interested <laughs> in this conversation? So I'll look forward to hearing from you then. Yeah, we'll Skype. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, Neil. Thanks work. for coming on the podcast. It yes. means a lot. If people want to check out. Obviously, people can go ahead and head to the links in the show notes to heal the world, and you can just Google it, and I'm sure it'll come up because it's been so, you know, well received. Well received, yeah. But if people want to follow you or get in touch with you, maybe we've got some artists who think this guy sounds like my sort of producer. How can people follow? Where you? can they see your shit? Uh, <laughs> in- Instagram's a good one. You can hear some music there. Uh, yes, you, you can follow my Instagram account, which is. You did a little bit of the Indian sort of quarter notes then when Jeez. you said it. Did I know? <laughs> oh, yes. Go on, give us your Instagram. It's all ingrained. B Rock, is it? I think it's just Neil Brock. So it's, it's cool. the forward slash. Um, it's Neil Brock. But let me check. Um, 
yeah, let's let's run with that. So yeah, you can go to, to Instagram. We'll put it in the show up. notes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Neil Brock. That's Sick. It. Awesome. Well, thanks again for having us in your little studio room. And I said, I don't, I don't say little, meaning to belittle it, because it's absolutely awesome. But you know, it's a very nice studio, Neil. Well done. Um, and Shell. Thanks. See you in a minute. See you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, guys, too much sauce ruins fries. Fries. It's ruins fries. No, it's ruins the fries. I edited the podcast that it was on. It's the same.